Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. If you're new to the show, we thank you for being here and encourage you to explore our offerings to the community. Today, we continue our masterclass educational series, Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil with Mother Mary. In addition to producing these segments, I am an energetic healer and channel, and I'm joined by my special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, full body channel for Mother Mary since 1994. Mother Mary is the ascended being who gave birth to Jesus, the Christ child, in her last lifetime. After a brief discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through in her distinct voice to lend guidance for the human journey with the listeners. In addition to being the author of the life-changing book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, Danielle has connected people worldwide with Mother's divine wisdom, love, and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events, including pre-recorded and live stream presentations with Mother on YouTube to inspire viewers to expand their consciousness and live more fully. To learn more about upcoming events and to join Danielle's community, visit BelovedPublications.com. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to join the Spiritual Insights community by subscribing to my periodic newsletter, review the archives of all the divine transmissions available, and you can also book a private session with me where Mother Mary, Yeshua, Divine Mother, and Archangels Metatron and Zadkiel, among others, are present for your healing work. Well, let's get started. I'm excited. Hello, Danielle. It's great to be together again. How are you? It's great to be here, Charlotte. Thank you so much. I'm doing very well. And how are you, my dear? I am, you know, I'm bristling with excitement. I'm not sure why yet, but I can feel it bubbling up. Mm. And um, currently we're in School of Love, this magnificent program you've put together for Mother. And a lot of it's starting to make sense. So it was mentioned, you will feel joy start to bubble up. And what's interesting is I went to tap into some negative emotions I had been feeling recently and found that I couldn't because I had, because I had this joy. I was like, where did this joy come from? Get out of the way. I'm trying to go deeper, but I went with it and I managed to get in touch with something today that I needed to process. But that's where I am with this very interesting uh, flow where it's, it feels for me where the flow is going back to a more normal pace for me. Things mm-hmm. are picking up, energized, um, galvanized. And a lot of energy is very galvanized and electrified. And 
at the same time, there's a stillness that's emerging. So it's very interesting to process and observe the different energies that are present for me personally, but also for the planet as we move forward, because we're still in pandemic times, you know, at the, yes. at the time of this taping, it is April, 2021. So we're kind of still in it. Mm-hmm. But I think with a renewed sense of self is what I feel for me. Do you feel that you're sharing that experience? You know, I am. And it's funny, I, I, I get this way at the same place in the course every year. Um, at first, I, I feel like I'm just full of excitement at the beginning of the course. And I feel like, oh, my gosh, anything's possible. And I have all this um lightness, you know, just flooding in. And then I get to the middle of the course, which is, we're just kind of coming over the hump of the middle. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, it's that's when I have dropped in. And I've really come face to face with what I'm there to transform in School of Love, you know, and this year focusing on self worth, I'm coming right up against a very, very big impediment to my uh, feeling equal, my sense of equality. And it takes me a while, you know, quite a few weeks for me to really discover the heart of it and get down to it. And then once I'm down in it, it's like, I'm in it. And now I'm starting to uh, have, you know, all the energy and support and mother's grace and everything I've done in School of Love it really creates this foundation where now I'm starting to feel sort of lifted up and buoyed up in a way that isn't just like that initial excitement, like I'm going to Disneyland, you know, it's a little, it's a little more, you know, in, in that deeper love and that deeper support that is, you know, in my life. Um, So I'm just at that threshold. Like it's just feeling like it's starting to shift for me in this, just this last week. So it's, um, and this is the week where I start to feel, oh, I am going to get to the other side. Okay. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, those few weeks in the middle where I'm like, oh my gosh, oh, it's going to be like this forever. But of course it isn't. And you never once proclaimed to the listeners that this was easy. You said it was transformative and powerful, but we never said easy and it's not. Um, you really have to be committed to yourself. But last night's class, uh, I'm happy to report, I had a major breakthrough. Mm. And I'm sure that's where some of the excitement is coming from. And I believe it feels to me like the excitement of self-awareness, mm-hmm. of major growth and expansion. And for the listeners, what we were talking about is mother focused on those of us who are either highly sensitive people or empaths. And you're both, I'm both, and sometimes it can be difficult to navigate. What really lifted me up was how she described when you have a difficult childhood or you experience a lot of negligence or abuse, how you tend to, to use these. Um, these are actually gifts. You know, use these gifts in self-protection in survival mode. And that is, as the listeners well know, is something I had to do on a daily basis to navigate this complicated and mercurial situation because you never knew what was going to happen. And for me, 
part of that breakthrough is not only understanding this and mother's explanation that the difference between a highly sensitive person and an empath is that a highly sensitive person feels energy. An empath has the ability to translate it, to understand mm-hmm. it, and to read into it. And so it kind of helped me understand both to a deeper level to understand myself, but it also brought home for me all that we've learned about boundaries and self-care, and it kind of melded all three together for me. So that is a critical step to take for me so that I understand all three as one concept instead of individually. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Um, And I know that's a big part of why Mother wanted to talk about this today uh, because you had such a deep breakthrough. And sometimes, at least I can only speak for myself, but I've noticed that that moment where things kind of fall into place or the puzzle pieces click are some of my most transformative moments. Like they, you just, you just know deep inside yourself that something just moved, something shifted and you're not going to be the same again. Like you're going, like, this is one of those moments from which you will, uh, you will move forward. You know, this is a, a new starting point or a reset point. And those can be, oh my gosh, just so, so important in life. And when you, um, when you discover that you're a highly sensitive person or, you know, just a sensitive person, mm-hmm. or you've been accused of being overly sensitive your whole life. And you, you just, you don't know really what that means. And you've just tamped that down and, and repressed it and repressed it um, to be able to just emerge and learn about that and, and trust that these things were given to you because I don't know about how you feel, Charlotte, but without these gifts, I don't feel I would have emerged from my childhood without um, going down the same road as some family members with alcoholism and and drug addiction. And, and, um, you know, I certainly have my, uh, my food addiction, uh, but it could have been so much worse. Oh my gosh. But my ability to, to feel the energy of people, their emotions, their mood, their energy, what's going on for them and to interpret that so that I could keep myself safe, I think is, is one of the reasons I turned out, uh, you know, halfway okay from, you know, emerging from my childhood, um, because a lot of family members didn't, you know, as you were talking about earlier, you know, they just, they didn't emerge quite so well or so stable. And even when I can, even when I, all the years I would lament, you know, my issues with money, or I had this difficulty, or I couldn't get past this, or I couldn't manifest that, all I had to do was look back on my childhood and think, <laughs> I'm a miracle, right? Like just, right? just being sober today without that addiction, having a, a functional life, 
a lot of joy, having great relationships, good friendships with people. That's a miracle. I mean, that is just a miracle. Mm -hmm. Um, So these, you know, being able to understand these gifts and not just like for someone like yourself who took those gifts and now you're earning a living with those gifts, but that these are gifts for our everyday life in the way we, in the way we live and the way we interact and the way we function and learning how to utilize them as an adult because that survival was utilizing them from a child standpoint. You know? Yes. But now learning how to work with them as an adult. And I love that mother talked about last night. It's not necessarily learning how to cultivate your spiritual sensitivities, right? So then you can become a channel or a healer or, you know, even if you do all those things, that's great. But she was really focusing on the everyday sensitivities that I used. Uh, I thought I was a freak and different and nobody else feels like this. And, you know, Same here. and yeah, and I used that to diminish my self-worth, you know, like I'm just a crazy person because nobody else I know like goes crazy with clothing tags, you know, in their clothing. That was like, great. And yeah. we have to, we have to explain. Mother said that um, when, when you're addressing your needs, your needs are your sensitivities and your sensitivities are your superpowers. And I was like, yes, you know, preach um but she said you know for some of you even the tag in your clothing can bother you and then you think to cut it out but then you think no that's strange i won't do that and then you tolerate it and that builds this desire to endure what you're going through rather than remedy the situation that is poking at your sensitivity so it could be like that was on the physical level right right oh my god that was great that was great (laughs) Yes, and, and when she used the word endure, yes. oh my God, I thought, yes, that's what I did. That's what I did. And, and, that's, and in yeah. some ways, I still do because mm-hmm. I'm still learning about my sensitivities. And the word is a magic word for me because all along throughout my journey, yes, I can say life is full of miracles. I've seen so many and I can share that with people. But, you know, that negative self-talk and uh, Mm -hmm. the negative chatter in your mind which we can still dip into especially with a low a lowered self-worth or self-esteem is i i came up with this line when i was probably in my early 20s that life wasn't to be enjoyed it was to be endured oh my gosh because it seemed like one cruel hoax after another and i couldn't make it stop Mm. and so i learned to endure Mm. in a way that I don't know, it had to be comfortable for me without causing any trouble for others. And then she went into how we put others ahead of ourselves. And I had to raise my hand, always taking care of other people, making sure they're safe and comfortable at your own expense. And you said, you said the word, you know, even overly sensitive. And I want to clarify something because I was one of those people in two ways, overly sensitive in that you walk into a room and you try to take the temperature like mother talked about. Okay. What's this person feeling? What's this person feeling? And then I would get this vibe. And I knew that my, one of my siblings was about to enter the house 
that they mm-hmm. were walking down the street. I could feel the energy that they gave off. But because of the way I'm hardwired to be nice or polite or whatever, um, I got my feelings hurt a lot. There were a lot of insults, false accusations. So in that respect, I became emotionally overly sensitive to where even if I felt the the invisible threat of an insult coming, I would get defensive. Yes. And so there's overly sensitive in the energetic sense, but there's also in the emotional sense. And as I dug through it throughout the decades, and I, of course, studying A Course in Miracles helped me. What I found was that that type of overly being overly sensitive was a byproduct of an outraged ego where your ego was hurt time and time and time again. And then you live in defense mode. Right. And you convince yourself that it's coming. So I just wanted the listeners to have a clear cut understanding of the energetic versus the emotional overly sensitive. Right. And how that can be identified because the remedy, ladies and gentlemen, would be then as you build your self-worth and your self-esteem, you're not so much worried or hypervigilant word for the day about someone's oncoming attack or slight or, you know, verbal dance to make you feel bad about yourself. It doesn't threaten you as much. You're more centered in your core. And that's the beauty of this, that the fear dissolves. This, the, these fears that mm. circle around you all the time just fall away. And mm. I've experienced that, but now this is the big step forward for me, I think. Absolutely. I just wanted to share that. That is spot on, spot on. And um, when we experience that feeling of being um, overly sensitive uh, emotionally, uh, I know for myself that being highly sensitive, I was just, I didn't realize how overwhelmed I was with energy all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's as if I was living my life in overwhelm. And so that fed into feeling overly sensitive emotionally um, because I was enduring. And like you mentioned, I was very much a people pleaser and trying to make everyone else happy and comfortable. And cause you know, that's how I felt like I earned my place in the house because my home, you know, my problem, my defect was I was too sensitive. And so I was always trying to make up for it and, you know, make everyone love me and everybody happy around me. And when you are constantly in overwhelm to some degree or another, it's very easy for that to flip into the emotional body you know, to just always um, take everything so personally because I was oversensitized. Absolutely. I put this in my book. It's like, I often felt like I wore my skin inside out, like that overly sensitized, you know? Wow. And, and when you, when you feel that way, sometimes, or a lot of the times it's so, it's difficult. To, I find it difficult to interpret what other people are saying to me. Um, 
I take things so personally. I take oftentimes too seriously. Seriously, yep. Uh, you know, even though it's meant as a joke or they're just, you know, making an observation. And of course, I think they are making a personal attack. And, you know, I don't feel this way so much anymore, but it was a huge um difficulty growing up out in the world, you know, the big world where you're, you're meeting all, people all the time. Yeah. You're bombarded with bombarded people. Bombarded constantly. Yep. And with all energy. their energy and emotions. So um, learning how to, so the first thing, learning to accept my sensitivities was one of the biggest ways in which I have um, stabilized my self-worth. Like it felt like it was always plummeting. <laughs> you know, it was just on a downward trajectory. And so just starting to accept my sensitivities, like this is just who I am. It's not good. It's not bad. It just is. It just is. Yeah. It exactly. just is. And that really like stop that downward trajectory. All of a sudden it was, it created a stability for my self-worth and it started to rebalance my ego. Um, and that I think was in a lot of ways, the beginning of building a better life for myself. Uh, when I stopped looking at myself that that something was inherently wrong with me because I couldn't stand the tags in my clothing, <laughs> you know, and all the other myriad sensitivities that I have, you know, I, mm -hmm. I it's, um, it just sort of stopped that whole cycle of uh, self punishment, because I was different. You know, I was just different. My self-punishment is multi-layered because I had that. But I also, with the characters in my movie, which, like I, I said, the atmosphere was mercurial. A lot of arguments, a lot of judgments, a lot of accusations, a lot of hurt. There's a lot of hurt. And so knowing what I felt I knew, even with the wisdom of a child, and look at the decisions we make based on that wisdom, I thought I could make things better. And so there's the self-punishment and the self-criticism and, and the debasement of being different, of not mm -hmm. being able to fit in. You know you're different and you know not to talk about it. Right. But I tried to help them raise their consciousness, help them understand. Uh, I was the peacemaker, always in the middle. And it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And it took a long time to figure out why it didn't work and that reason is because they never asked me for my help. Oh, and so yes. Because it didn't work and I couldn't raise up the people that I loved the most mm. against their will, parenthetical mm. phrase, I punished myself for failing. Mm. And anybody around you is going to feel that energy and they will be more than happy to pick up the baton and join you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's all that cyclical stuff that goes on with the low self-worth, the punishment, the shame, the yeah. shame that uh, is associated. Uh, I was uh, it was earlier today, something about the shame being a byproduct of low self-worth. But it's it's basically punishing yourself. 
Yes. And so like with what you said, accepting yourself. For me, I had to learn to laugh at myself mm. because I wasn't laughing at myself. I was just laughing at the foibles or the idiosyncrasies and like, mm. oh, you know, you know, you're sensitive that way. It's just a joke. You're safe. You're fine. Yeah. But I have to, I, I just want to say out loud though, that you know when someone's making a joke and you know when it's designed to hurt. Yes. yes. And so that's where I had to set up pretty strong boundaries and show where the line was for what's funny, yeah. what's cute, dry wit is welcome, but a, a backhanded compliment will not be welcome. And mm. a sarcastic criticism disguised as a a funny quip, Mm. I see right through it and you're not getting away with it. And so I had to really set that boundary back. But back then I called them rules. Now I can see boundaries in such a healthy way that I understand that a boundary is more than a demand. This is the definition of your comfort zone. Right. Yes. It's the perimeter of your comfort zone. Ooh. Shall we see what mother has to say today? Yes, I'm very curious to see what she'd like to add. <laughs> I said it would be a surprise, but I didn't expect this. This is kind of cute. Surprise! Surprise! Remember her? <laughs> She'll do it too. Surprise! <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> All right, sweetheart, I'll see you when you come back. Okay. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome. It is wonderful to be here with you today and all your wonderful listeners. Mm-hmm. So, yes, this is my surprise, beloved. <laughs> because um, our class last evening came together inside of you in a very powerful way. And one of the great aspects of having this show for you is that you get to share with your listeners when you have these kinds of breakthroughs, when things come together for you. This is one of the things that your listeners love so much about you, beloved is that even though you are extremely gifted, you are also very real. 
You are a real person and you are easy to relate to. And so when you grow, you open that door energetically for others to follow through, right? I was not aware of this. Thank you for telling me that. Okay. Wow. So I'm not suggesting that you have to share every single detail of your life, but when you have these kinds of um, aha moments, when uh, the penny drops, when the puzzle pieces come together and you feel that movement, I'm encouraging you to share that, my dear. Right. Okay, yes. So what is moving in the world, and I have talked about this here before, is uh, the energy of transparency and uh, how that is helping you all to move from one age to the other, right? So here's the good news for those of you that uh, believe yourself or identify as a sensitive person or empath or maybe a highly sensitive person. You are coming into an age where your way of being will be celebrated rather than ignored or rejected mm. and this is important for you all to understand because if you have spent a long time in your life being frustrated with who you are being frustrated with your what can appear to be limitations, then I want you to understand that all these sensitivities are so that this new age can dawn within the human life, within the uh, earth structure, it can dawn in a way that is more a celebration rather than mourning and agonizing over the death of the age that is passing. Right? Right. So you all are sort of the people who just found the party. Before you are the ones driving around and driving around in the night and pulling over and looking at the address again and thinking, well, I thought the street was right here and not being able to find the party. And now what is blossoming is your ability to come to the party, to be the ones that are looked to that are more respected, that are more accepted. That yes, um, facts are wonderful and science is wonderful, but there is also something beyond that. And these are generally the realms in which you live in. For example, 
science is discovering that your uh, belly, your digestion is your second brain. Your intestines are your second brain. Hmm. Well, most of you that are sensitive, you have always known that. Yes. Your gut feelings mm -hmm. are very powerful. And many of you suffer from digestive ailments because that brain is struggling to find equilibrium with your head brain. Right? Oh, yes. So the second brain, the gut, is the brain that operates or really receives um, information, if you will, from the larger energy fields. Right? So what the gut is aware of, oftentimes the mind isn't yet, or the, uh, what you call the brain in the head isn't aware of yes so both are sensitive to energies but both are attuned to different energies and both are necessary so for those of you that are highly sensitive you already know these things you are already pioneering entire lives and careers and uh, teaching platforms based on what science is just beginning to figure out. So, and this is not to say that your uh, sensitivities have to lead to a particular career, but what I am saying is that your sensitivities are essential, and I use the word essential, to the evolution of humankind. You all will not be able to survive if you just stick with the head brain. Okay. If you are unwilling as a species to expand your consciousness to go deeper into what it actually means to be a sentient being, then you will not have the tools that you need to survive. But you all were born with those tools. So it's a little bit like um, um, being the one uh, on the playground who is picked on for being different or odd, and then growing up into uh, something uh, extraordinary that everyone says, oh my gosh, what, uh, this is incredible. You're an amazing person, right? Those same yes. people picked on you uh, on the playground. People fear the unknown. And those of you that are highly sensitive, empath, psychic, or just feeling like a sensitive person, wherever you feel you fall on that scale, you are different. 
And here's the odd thing. You might not look different. Maybe you look like the other people of your community or your school. But to others, you feel different. Your energy field feels different. Mm -hmm. And people are either drawn to that, repelled by it, or uh, curious about it. Or they are threatened or jealous. Right? Yes. And so you may have had a very difficult variety of reactions from others as you were growing up. And it was easy to believe that you were the one at fault because you seem to be the common denominator. Yes, absolutely. So I'm here today to encourage each and every one of you to explore your sensitivities, no matter how big or small, whether it is the irritation that comes from the tags in your clothing or the gut feelings you get or your ability to channel uh, higher uh, energies. Almost doesn't matter the specifics of the sensitivities. What matters is you start to explore them, accept them, and take actions that cherish them. Mm. Right? Yes. Because I use the word uh, endure specifically last night in class, because it's a curious word, right? It's not so terrible, right? Uh, it's not a horror word. No. It is not a trauma word. It is a word that can have a lot of uh, positive things there. Uh, it, people equate it with resilience, mm -hmm. with being a survivor, uh, maybe not very dramatic um, experiences, but um, but a survivor nonetheless. And so to be able to endure difficulties is a positive thing. But when endurance becomes, when you are enduring your life, over the long term, that's when it becomes a detriment. Yes. Periods in life are meant to be endured. Life as a whole is not meant to be endured, right? It is meant to be lived. And there's a big difference between the two. So many people who are highly sensitive tend to uh, create these kinds of um, cycles, ways to relate habits that are based on enduring. 
and it's okay for even your whole childhood and young adulthood. But at a certain point, you need to shift that. And the way to do it is through discovering your sensitivities. Start with the small ones. I keep going back to the, um, the tag in the clothing because you would be astonished, beloved ones, how many people have that sensitivity and they never cut the tags out of their clothing. Yes. Because when you have a judgment about your own sensitivities and that judgment is negative, that's when your ability to endure that enduring cycle, that's where it kicks in, right? Okay. But if you were to accept that the tags in your clothing irritate you, and then you simply accept it, that's just how it is. And you started cutting out the tags in your clothing right there. That is an action that is a declaration. You are standing tall in yourself. You don't have to know why the tags irritate your skin. The why may not be important at all. The important part is that it does irritate you and that you are willing to take action to cherish that sensitivity, to cut the tags out of your clothing. And I know that this example sounds very simplistic and maybe some of you who don't have that particular sensitivity think, well, of course, if it irritates you, cut it out, no problem. <clears throat> But maybe you have other sensitivities that you do not address. And I would tell you, uh, and here's the big surprise for today, beloved. Ready? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> Here it is. I'm going to lay it on you. One of the largest arenas in which people who are sensitive, highly sensitive or empaths do not address and take care of their sensitivities is around sex. The expression of sex, uh, the uh, participation in sex, lovemaking, sex, sexuality, this is one of the arenas that produce an enormous amount of shame because as a highly sensitive person, what is pleasurable for you may not be what non-highly sensitive people find pleasurable. It may not be a common thing. And so, when you endure sexually, 
year after year, decade after decade, you are shutting down your lower chakras and you are creating a lot of blockage and stagnation in your body and in your being. And you pay a high price for that, beloved ones. So I'm not encouraging necessarily that you dive right into the exploration of your sensitivities in the sexual arena. But I am planting the seed today to say that at some point you will need to address this. Now, if you are already with these and you are uh, authentically expressing your sensitivities um, during sex, fantastic, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. But most people who are highly sensitive are not because this is the one area where shame is so powerful that it can actually shut down your body to such a degree that many highly sensitive people cannot feel sexual pleasure, that they struggle with the ability to um, enjoy sex. They may enjoy it because they know it gives their partner pleasure, but their pleasure can be very minimal. Many highly sensitive people often avoid sex because of the ability to sense the energy of the partner, not getting what uh, their needs met sexually, but here's the key. Highly sensitive people often don't know what they need sexually because it can be frightening to ask a partner to experiment, to be an adult and say, I don't know what gives me pleasure. I am 60 years old, I am 40 years old, I'm 25 years old, and I do not know what gives me pleasure. Will you experiment with me? Mm -hmm. That can be something that people avoid and avoid and avoid and avoid because the potential for rejection feels very um, big. Right? The risk can be, can feel as if it's just too high, not worth it. I'd rather endure than face the possibility of rejection. So, I'm bringing this to the forefront because this age that is coming is much more about collaboration, about equality. So as a highly sensitive person, 
start this exploration with your uh, focus being on bringing yourself into equality. That regardless of what your sensitivities are, that they are with you for a reason. Other people don't have to know what that reason is. And having sensitivities does not make you any more or less important, worthy of love, worthy of uh, good things in life than anyone else who doesn't have the same sensitivities. So please, I'm asking each and every one of you from this moment forward to be kind to yourself. Do some research about being a highly sensitive person, about being an empath. Just read about it. Are you? What does that mean? What do other people have to share from their experience? And I will tell you, if you are, if you discover that this is who you are, tending to your sensitivities, fulfilling the need of tending to your sensitivities, can be one of top three, top three most important things you do for yourself in this life. Okay. Start small, like the tags in the clothing. Right? What aren't you honoring? What aren't you taking action with? Where are you enduring? Maybe don't start in the sexual arena, but I just bring it up because at some point you will need to. If, if, as you say that you want, a life where you are thriving and more happy, more joy-filled, all the aspects of your life must be tended to, beloved ones. Otherwise, you are neglecting and rejecting part of yourself. And that will never bring you happiness. Hmm? Hmm. May I ask a question, Mother? Yes, beloved. I want to represent a lot of people with this what if the highly sensitive person who needs to conduct such an exploration is not only afraid of rejection, but gets to a point where they say, you know, this needs to be addressed. I'm, I'm not satisfied or there's got to be more to this experience. And some, I can say, um, part of the physical experience is a spiritual experience that accompanies it. But what if that person does build up the courage to address that and say, you know, would you, you know, like to do this? What if that other person who may have issues different than this isn't willing or 
doesn't like the idea or, or simply is just satisfied with what they like and aren't really concerned about your satisfaction because I can name a lot of people who run into this. So there's not always that um, enthusiasm for it. Selfishness can be a, a part of it. Uh, oh, yeah. Disinterest. And so what, what do we say to them in how to navigate that or what to do? Or That's a wonderful question, beloved. And if that is the case, or if you are single, if you are not in a relationship and you want to explore this, then you explore with yourself. Right? What feels good for you? And yes, it's different when you are engaged with another person, but you can start the process with yourself, whether you're in a relationship or you're not in a relationship. Right? Mm -hmm. And the way to do that is you need to be present with your body. Right? So the goal is not to have an orgasm. The goal is to explore what feels not only pleasurable, but what feels life-affirming, what feels as if you are connected to yourself or to the other person. And if it is another, and they are too frightened for this, you may need to learn to ask for what you want. So you discover to start, and then you conduct your own experimentation. Uh, so you ask for what you need in the moment. Okay. Right? Um, and you are as specific as you can. And you can let your partner know that this is important to you. And so you're going to start being more vocal. You're going to start asking for what you need. And if they get frustrated, if they don't find this um, pleasurable or uh, if they get frightened, if you are in a relationship, this is an opportunity to go deeper with them to talk about it, to work through it, to okay. confront and to not all, but most people, when they love each other, when there is love present, someone may not want to do the work but they are willing to go along with what their partner needs, right? Mm -hmm. So it may not be, it's not uh, appropriate to say, I need this, so you go out and do the research, you figure it out and then come back and pleasure me. No, you take responsibility and you ask for what you need. And generally when there is love present between two people, they're willing to go along with it because they do love you and they do want your pleasure, your enjoyment. And they might learn extraordinarily that it heightens their pleasure 
and their enjoyment. It could take your relationship to a whole new level even after 40 years of marriage. But if you are with someone who just doesn't care mm -hmm. and is rejecting or cruel, that's a whole other thing that you need to address in your relationship because you are not in a healthy relationship. And yes, your lack of caring for your own sensitivities may have contributed mm -hmm. to the problems in the relationship. But if you are with someone who is cruel or uncaring, then that's a whole nother thing that needs to be addressed. Okay. Right? Yes, that explains that. Good. Are you saying that the majority of highly sensitive people have this issue to explore? Yes, beloved. I am saying that. Interesting. I would not have guessed that this would have been the topic. Yes, exactly. Surprise. <laughs> there you go again. <laughs> oh. But it is one that I find from the old age, the old paradigm mm -hmm. that top down the pyramid form uh, an age where there was much power through dominance mm -hmm. possession that those that are highly sensitive are quicker as you and danielle spoke of emotionally uh, to have problems and so shame can be a big part of a highly sensitive person's life and uh, it's easy for that shame to show up in the sexual arena mm -hmm. yeah, yes of course mm -hmm. because when you are sensitive here's the trick that can be a problem or people see it as a problem Yes, you want pleasure during sex, or maybe you want to procreate to have children. Yes, you want to have pleasure. You want to give your partner pleasure. Maybe you have pleasure. Your partner has pleasure. Fantastic. All oh, that's great, but you want more because you want to go deeper. As a highly sensitive person, you are feeling the energy of that sexuality, and that is powerful energy. That's creative, Shakti, life force energy. Yes. And you want to go deeper, but maybe your partner does not. So you, that is another way to endure, right? So yes. You're, yes, you're getting pleasure, great sex, and they're getting pleasure, but it feels like it's not enough. And then you shame yourself by saying it should be enough because you have good sex and you love this person and they love you and you have a lovely family. What more do you want? Why do you always want more? But it's not more in the sense of I want more money, more money, more money. It's not the hungry ghost more. Mm -hmm. It's the more that there is a need. That is mm -hmm. not being fulfilled. And sometimes that need is on the energetic, deeply emotional level. And that's just who you are. 
Hmm. And that is all right. Okay. Two things come to mind that um, some people need more time, like longer duration, and there yes. can be disappointment associated with it being over too quickly yes. before, before a certain energetic space can be reached. Yes. And then what else is, is coming to me is, um, and this is largely a reason I don't talk too much about this on the show is because I'm acutely aware of how many lonely people there are out there. It's very lonely out there. And some people don't have a partner and can't find a partner and haven't for years. And so I'm sensitive to that. I wouldn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I'll bring it up now. There are also people in relationships where perhaps that the physical part of it was a big part of the relationship, but that's fizzled out for whatever reason, be it mental, emotional, or physical, because there are problems that people can have in that area. Um, but that's, that's why I don't delve into this. And I certainly hope uh, nobody is taking this conversation uh, in a way that's other than positive in the way it's being offered by mother and um yes so, because you don't need a partner to explore what i'm talking about okay you as an individual are a sexual being whether you are having sex with someone or not doesn't matter you right. are inherently a sexual being even if you identify or feel asexual Yes, there's many. That doesn't mean that you are, um, you have problems or you are repressing yourself. Asexual people genuinely are not particularly interested in sex itself, right? Mm -hmm. And that's healthy for them, right? They are not just one kind of person in the world. There are many, many different types of people. But even asexual people who are not interested in the act of sex, either with themselves or another person, they are still sexual beings. And sexual energy dwells within you. It is primary in your root and second chakras. It has to do with safety, stability, the ability to feel pleasure, and creativity and expansiveness. So what I'm talking about is exploring that arena through your sensitivities in whatever way that translates for you at this time in your life, right? Right, okay. If that means having sex with someone that's what you do. If it means exploring that sexual, sensual energy with yourself, that's what it means. If it means that that translates for you on a more energetic level, what I just mentioned with the chakras, then that's all right for you. But be honest with yourselves, beloved ones. Right? This is not about... Um, sort of 
thinking that you have to get better so that you can find that partner. Don't do that to yourselves. This is about you coming home to yourself. This is about you accepting and celebrating all your sensitivities, however they translate for you. Does that make sense? It does make sense. To cover all bases, now what I'm, what I'm coming to is, let's say, the polar opposite of um, needing to explore. I will categorize people as those who do a lot of exploration, uh, multiple partners, or um, even, even if it lends itself to a biological problem or um, an addiction problem where there can be a lot of partners. I've always seen it as, this is what I've always believed is that when you are connected with a person this way, that that connection stays with you even if you're no longer with that person. Where do we go into an, uh, an area of this where there's a cautionary tone where too much may be detrimental to the energy field or too many partners because that always made me cringe in a way like do you realize how many connections you have out there or I could be totally wrong that's just what I believed is that there was an energetic thread between you and every partner so yes that is established but it might not be maintained so it might not stay with you. Right? Okay. But um, I have no uh, judgment uh, one way or the other. That is not my place. But I will tell you that the most powerful ways to grow is through honesty. So if you are getting your highly sensitive needs met sexually with multiple partners or you are in a relationship with uh, multiple partners and you're all together, wonderful. But you can have lots of sex and not get any of your deeper needs met at all. Mm -hmm. So this is about, this is not about one partner or no partner or multiple partner. It's really about your sensitivities and are you addressing them right i see are they being honored are you celebrating them in all the arenas of your life but i just don't want you to forget the sexual arena because it's an important one yes not so that you can have a relationship right Contrary to popular belief, you do not need a, a partner to be happy. True. But it is that Shakti, that life force, and the more it flows easily within you, the more open the conduit of joy can be. Okay. All right, beloved. Yeah, it's a big part of life. Yes, it it's a is very a big, big part of life. Indeed. Okay. 
Well, I am a bit surprised and shocked, but it, it was worthy of exploration to talk about it and bring it to everyone's awareness. So thank you for that. You are welcome, beloved. I love you, my daughter. And all those that are listening in this moment know that I love you and I'm with you always. Mm. Mm, we love you too, mother. Mm. Namaste. Namaste. What just happened? <laughs> I have to say, I did not expect that. <laughs> Danielle, we are in the ballpark, and that just came out of left field. <laughs> Glove up, let's catch it. Wow, you know, it is it is a big topic. It's a big part of life. And, mm -hmm. um, and like I said, you know, Having a good memory is also something that as you grow older, remembering how things felt growing up, remembering how people yeah. treated you, remembering how certain things made you feel. That makes me all the more cautious mm. in hurting other people's feelings. Sure. Yeah. So, um, well, but it's also just not something that's spoken of often in the metaphysical world or the True. way uh, teachings you know it's uh, it's almost as if either it gets skipped over altogether or um the people that are focused on it can often have a weird vibe um that doesn't feel very what's the word doesn't doesn't feel very honest or um often can feel like some kind of uh, hidden agenda, which just doesn't feel clean. And when mother talks about it, there's just this normalcy to it. Yes. You know, it's there's just purity like, to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I really, I really appreciate that deeply because I know she doesn't have a hidden agenda. Um, she's not, saying you know it has to be this way or you can't do that or don't feel that way or you shouldn't do that you know there's none of that it's just um yeah be get honest with yourself and uh you know take care of things because yeah. we it's and i'm very much guilty of this it's easy to forget how important it is to our health like that's another thing that is coming out in research 
is when people have a healthy uh, sexual life, whether they're single or, or paired, doesn't matter. Um, their health is better, like mm. mentally, emotionally, physically. It's a really important part of our lives. And I, I don't think that we address it nearly enough, but that's of course, because we still are in a very puritanical society, uh, especially in yeah. America. I think we're, we're way worse than a lot of- uh, that, The hangups. Other, There's a lot yeah. of hangups here. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. And, then I, and then ironically, <laughs> everything's about sex. You know, it's just such a weird- Isn't uh, that- well, it makes sense, you know, when, when you can't be honest about it, you, you hide it in other, in plain sight, you know, it's, it's a big focus um, when there's not a lot of health around it. So there's a hyper focus. Yes. And it, yes. I, I feel that it knocks people out of balance because you have to balance that growth of mental, emotional, physical, and sexual that has to have some kind of balance. And if one or more is stunted, then that creates a whole host of issues. And so there's so much to explore about it, but yeah. to come from the energetic standpoint and the, um, the how a highly sensitive person would um, include that. Right. With all the other energies that we deal with. It is a yeah. big, powerful energy. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's so prevalent in society. It's what a lot of people think about all the time. Yes. Absolutely. For me, a, a healthy balance is pretty cool, but you know, some people are on another end of the spectrum. That's why I included that last question because yeah. um, I, I tried to study people who were promiscuous from a psycho-spiritual standpoint. Mm -hmm. Very interesting uh, way their their minds are put together and, and how it matches up with the energies and the chakras. Um, I didn't, it's not, it wasn't a formal study. It was just people that I knew preferred that kind of lifestyle. Yes. I didn't judge it, yeah. but it was interesting. So, alrighty. Well, I guess we can't top that. <laughs> that was great. It was, it was. Oh boy. Surprise. She did it. <laughs> she, she knew that I would be kind of like shocked, like, oh, really? Do we have to talk about this? No, not that I can't. It's just that it's, it's a big topic. Anywho. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. I hope it brought you much pleasure. <laughs> Beloved Publications is where you want to go to learn more about Danielle's community and all the things that she offers, her wonderful community, online and in person in retreats and all of your wonderful. Now, you have a retreat coming up, Mount Shasta, correct? Yes, I do. Mount Shasta, June 17th through the 20th on summer, uh, the June solstice. 
and uh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. We're going out on the land. We're going to do a lot of ceremony and meditation with different sacred spots and vortexes around uh, on and around uh, Mount Shasta. We have some special guests. I'm just super excited about it. So that is uh, June 17th through 20th. And you can go um, to my website probably next week. We're just putting all the information up. But okay. of course, if you're on my mailing list, you'll know um, all the details. So you don't, you know, it makes it a lot easier. There's no guessing. Sure. Yeah. And I always like to point out from time to time that if you're listening to this in the future, if it is a few years from now that you're even hearing this for the first time, just go to Danielle's website and see what is uh, currently being offered because these things can find themselves down the line. Yes. But always check the calendar of events no matter when you listen to these transmissions. Yes. and conversations so well thank you so much for uh, bringing mother through for that very important topic and for your time and beautiful wisdom it's, it's always, always a pleasure to be here my dear thank right. you you're welcome all right spiritualinsightsradio.com is where you want to go to check out the archives sign up for the newsletter book a private session with me if you feel that you need assistance in unloading some of the baggage that you would prefer not to bring with you into the new age i am more than honored to be of service to you in this regard and the sessions have grown exponentially um i will mention that when you book a session with me in attendance are mother mary jesus also known as yeshua and we will be calling him that in public uh metatron divine mother archangel zadkiel uriel joins us michael joins us so it's a pretty uh, power-packed time when we get to work and um uh, some pretty amazing results are, are the outcome. So I invite you to uh, book me for a session if you feel inclined to do so. Thank you very much. And we will talk soon, Danielle. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.